0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Overflow Podcast, where pastor, author, speaker, and consultant Jim Stern explores various benefits and blessings of life lived in the overflow of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit's love. There is so much to discover, to learn, to feel, and to see when God goes first and we live in the Overflow.
1: Welcome into The Overflow, this is Jim Stern. Great to be here with you again for another session of Digging Into Life. What does life look like when we let God go first? We learn how to walk in the overflow of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is our first session of 10 sessions on prayer. Uh, Man, if there's any aspect of our faith that exposes the lack of our vitality, the lack of our power, Uh, in the faith it is our prayer lives what does our prayer life look like Uh, too many of us just embrace a uh, Mr. Rogers perspective on prayer uh, on life in the faith man as long as I'm a good guy as long as I'm a good gal it doesn't really matter what I'm doing yeah yeah I pray because you know I'm supposed to throw a prayer beginning of our meals we pray in church Uh, when things get really bad in our lives we cry out in prayer but generally speaking we just don't prayer is just not a it's not a big part of our lives. And so we say, man, I'm going to dedicate, as yeah, a 12 to 15 minute podcast. We're, do- we're doing this podcast based off of my book, Brilliant, Unleashing Life Through the Lord's Prayer. My encouragement is in your small group, in your individual study, you read a chapter of the book, you listen to a, 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 a podcast episode that goes along with that chapter, and really lean in, really lean in to try and understand and grow. Prayer is something we should get better at. It is a skill. It's a technique that we can cultivate and develop that we can get that we can get better at that we should have an increasing amount of confidence and clarity for ourselves and what it means to pray and so right off the bat we got to attack our attitude on prayer we got to look at as what's your attitude even as you're listening to this podcast today what is your attitude on prayer is it black Yeah, <laughs> man here comes prayer again I'm too busy for prayer I'm too busy really to lean in and learn uh, I've got kids, I've got a job, I've got bills to pay. I'm just flat out, I'm just too busy. Is that your attitude toward prayer? we got to attack that. Maybe your attitude isn't that you're too busy. Maybe your attitude is you're just too confused. I don't really get how this works. The balance of the providence of God and the responsibility of man, does prayer really accomplish anything? What's the point? Maybe you're just confused or you're confused because Hey man, whatever you go to church, you've got five guys on staff, six guys, 10 guys, gals and guys on staff. And if we sat down with every single one of them and interviewed them and said, "Hey, how would you teach somebody how to pray?" You got a congregation, you got people that you oversee, you're executive director of a of a faith-based ministry. If you were to train your people how to pray, how would you do it? You get six different answers. "Well, I would teach them this way, and I would teach them that way, and I would teach them that way, and" And you and the congregation are just confused, man. All I'm doing and all I'm trying to do is learn how to pray, but even my leadership isn't real clear on how and training me how to pray. And so we in the congregation, the follower of Jesus, is just really confused in how prayer is supposed to work and can't seem to get any clear answers. So maybe your attitude is you're too busy. Maybe your attitude is you're too confused. Or maybe your attitude is you're just too ambitious. Man, I got things I want to accomplish. I got goals. I got dreams. I've got uh, things I want to do. I got mountains I want to climb, and I just don't think prayer is really helpful to me to accomplish an ambitious life that I want to that I want to pursue. Maybe some of you are just too scared. Uh, you know prayer works. You, you know that God has plans for you. You know that God our Father wants to draw near to you in the power of the Holy Spirit. But you're just scared because you don't want to give up what you've got and the direction that you're going in. Let's be honest, man, in our prayer life. The, the, the biggest successful piece in powerful praying is honesty about about prayer. And so, if prayer is a challenge, just come. Say, Father, prayer is a challenge for me. If you're confused, say, Father, I'm confused. If you're too busy, Father, say, I'm too busy. If you're too ambitious, if you're too afraid, just come and Father, just speak, just speak to our Father and say, Father, I'm a, man, I'm a wreck when it comes, when it comes to prayer. What I've found in my life to be an anchor for my prayer life is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. What do I believe? about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. The efficacy, the power, the vitality, the role of prayer in your life really is nothing more than an overflow, go figure, is nothing more than an overflow and extension of what you believe about the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that, I don't just mean that you believe he's God the son. I don't just mean that you believe that he died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. I don't mean that he died on the cross to secure eternal life for you. I mean, what do you believe about the life of the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe that he lived the fullest, greatest, richest life of any person on planet earth? Do you believe in his quality of life above all other avenues of life? Do you believe that the quality of life that Jesus lived is far greater, far richer, far fuller than any other way of life that's available to you in your life today? You got to be confronted with that about the quality of Jesus's life. If all Jesus is, is sufficient for eternal life. His death on the cross just means that He satisfied a need in me that I couldn't satisfy on my own. I recognize that I'm not strong enough, smart enough, big enough, bad enough to be able to take care of eternal life for me. So I gotta look to somebody else for that. I gotta outsource that. I'm gonna outsource that to Jesus. But when it comes to abundant life, when it comes to juice and juju and electricity and mountains to climb and toys to accumulate and a quality of life, I really don't see Jesus in that role. If that's where you are in your view of Jesus, then your vitality in prayer is gonna be automatically compromised. And so as we come to attack your attitude on prayer, we've gotta look at what is your belief about the quality of life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe that he led the fullest, greatest, richest life? And then secondly, not only in his quality of life, but just in his intelligence, do you believe that Jesus is brilliant? As an individual person, do you believe that he is a subject matter expert on life? So if you you think about... From an IQ standpoint, it is estimated that Elon Musk, and we all know who Elon Musk is today, if Elon Elon Musk is estimated to have an IQ somewhere in the range of 150, it's estimated that Einstein's IQ was 160 to 190, it's estimated Stephen Hawking's IQ was 160-ish. What do you think the IQ of Jesus would be? Do you even think Jesus would take an IQ test? If somebody in the first century had a way of testing IQ and they came up with Jesus and said, hey, we want, we want you to take this IQ test. No, I don't think Jesus would take the test. Uh, but what do you think he would score do you see jesus as a brilliant intellect if that's important to you do you see him in the first place a quality of life full of greater richer and 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 then in that do you see him as someone who has a brilliant intellect i submit and would suggest that not only did jesus live the fullest greatest richest life anybody on planet earth but jesus also is by far the most brilliant human being ever on the face of the planet ever and so in whatever your field is if you would look to person x as the subject matter expert in that field and now we're looking at jesus would not we say that jesus is the subject matter expert on life that he is the most intelligent the most brilliant individual there is and so i want to look to him and if he's praying and oh man i might want to learn something about prayer i might want to learn something about prayer and so Jesus becomes an anchor for me not only because of his quality of life not only because he's brilliant as an intellect subject matter expert in In the quality of life or in what life is is all about. But then thirdly with respect to Jesus as an anchor for my soul I look at him from a place of productivity Because we would say you're going to attack your attitude on prayer and you might answer and say man I'm too ambitious. I've got too many mountains I want to climb too many things I want to accomplish in my life and we would say okay, that's fair you know, we, we, we have those drives Would you not say that Jesus is the most productive person, led the most meaningful life, accomplished the greatest accomplishments of any person on planet Earth combined? I mean, Jesus, God the Son, and his accomplishments started a global movement of Christianity that 2,000 years later we are still studying, still being affected by, still being transformed and intoxicated by. Jesus in his mission carried the weight of the sin of all of mankind on his shoulders and yet still had joy and yet still had life and yet still walked and didn't get depressed. And can you imagine carrying that weight how crushing that would be? And yet Jesus lived an incredibly, remarkably productive life, even beyond Jesus or in addition to Jesus. We look at somebody like the apostle Paul, arguably, arguably, uh, uh, after Jesus the next most successful person ever to walk on planet earth with what he did to bring Christianity to the western world and to affect the development of the western world for 2,000 years to come the Apostle Paul and yet when you cut open the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen, Paul says hey if you want to know the secret to my success pray without ceasing pray without ceasing we see prayer operative powerfully operative in the life of jesus who lived a quality of life followed greater richer life who was the most brilliant person on planet earth subject matter expert in the field of life par par excellence par excellence we see jesus as the most productive person on planet earth by far with the greatest weight uh the greatest magnitude of life but with the greatest meaning and the greatest substance And yet prayer was central to the life of Jesus. Luke chapter four, Luke chapter five. uh, Jesus would disappear from his team. He would disappear for swaths of time, swaths of time. And where would he be? He would be off by himself, hidden in secret, praying, praying. If you cut open the heart of Jesus and you looked inside the man who walked with the greatest quality of life, the most brilliant life, The highest level of productivity of any person on planet earth, if you cut him open, what would you see in his heart? You would find prayer. You would find prayer at the core of what he did in his life, how he succeeded. And you see the exact same thing in the Apostle Paul, the exact same thing in the Apostle Paul. And so our perspective on Jesus, when we start talking about powerful praying, when we start talking about carving out time, quote unquote, creating space, that all of a sudden becomes even insane to ask the question or to go through the gymnastics of, okay, now I've got to carve out time to pray. It, when, when you really gr- get gripped by Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, it really everything gets turned on its head. And one of the things that gets turned on its head is your understanding of time. And one of the, the calculations that, that in the first place was I have to carve out time to pray. Now it becomes, you'll know the shift happens in your heart because now it becomes man, I I gotta carve out time for everything else because now all I wanna do is pray. Now all I wanna do is talk to the God of all creation. Now all I wanna do is learn how to commune with God my Father, with God the Son, with God the Holy Spirit, the creative force of the entire universe who wants to have a relationship with me and has given us this opportunity through prayer, through prayer, this dialogue, this communication with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, to be able to commune with Him in an extremely powerful way. The the driving force of that has to be our view and our understanding of the totality of who Jesus is in our lives today. And then in extension of who Jesus is, what was the role of prayer in His life. So in this first episode, 10 episodes on clarifying what does power praying look like? What is the role of prayer in our lives? We must begin with your belief about the person of Jesus. Is he your go-to guy? When you look at Jesus, is he solemn? Is he monk-like? Is he, is he just Jesus, quote unquote, just Jesus on the cross? Or do you see Jesus as a man who walked with a fuller, greater, richer quality of life? In Jesus, do you see a man who is, who is the definition of brilliant, the definition of brilliant. And in Jesus, do you see a man who led the most productive life of any man, greater accomplishments, greater will, greater life, greater substance, greater meaning than any person on planet Earth? If you see him in those ways, then you cannot therefore deny the role and the power of prayer in his life And if you desire a fuller, greater, richer life, if you desire wisdom and insight for your life, if you desire to live a life of kingdom productivity, then prayer becomes on its own organically essential to the vitality of your soul, to the vitality of your soul. And so I commend you for giving us a little bit of time just here 12, 13, 14 minutes in this introductory podcast to brilliant to brilliant, I encourage you to read the introduction, chapter one. Have a small group of people you're working with this on. Do it on your own accord, where you are really leaning in and giving an intentional effort to ask God our Father to train you to become clear and confident in your own prayer life so you can walk in the fullness of life and the benefit that God our Father has for you in prayer because of prayer uh, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to use the Lord's Prayer as our model. We're going to use the Lord's prayer as our model. Many people know it, not many people use it. We've got to empower you to use the Lord's prayer. But it begins with this, and I want to finish our first session with this. this these questions for you to wrestle with, wrestle with today. How do you see Jesus? Do you see him fuller, or greater, or richer? Or do you see him brilliant? Do you see him productive? How do you see him? And are you open to learning how to pray as he learned how to pray? Hope that this has been a meaningful time for you today. Don't pray, don't uh, don't hesitate to push in. The introduction, chapter one of the book uh, of of Brilliant, you can get it on amazon.com. There'll be a link in the podcast uh, if you need it. Uh, You get it on Kindle, all sorts of different ways you can access the content. And I'll look forward to walking walking this out with you as all of us together seek to be kingdom brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, advancing the cause of our Father. One person, one step, one issue at a time as we learn to live in the overflow of our Father's love. God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us in The Overflow. To find a blog connected to today's session where you can engage with Jim and others, go to trexo.org forward slash blog. This podcast is made available through the gracious giving of people just like you. If you would like to help us bring more people into the healing waters of our Father's love, you can do so at trexo.org forward slash donate. We will be back next week for another edition of Overflow.